Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. What's happening, people? Welcome to this week's episode of It's All Blackademic with me, your host, Jordan Jarrett Bryan. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel Blackademic TV if you haven't already. We're across all the social channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check us out, check out our podcast as well via Acast, iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else, pretty much where you can find podcasts. And also, finally, our website, blackademic.com, where there's a whole bag of information about what we do and our previous shows and all of our content as well. Right, on this week's show... We're going to have a chat about comedy. We like a, we like a chat about comedy on this All Black Academic. Um, and to do so, I'm joined by another panel of fantastic guests. I'm going to start by kicking off with comedic writer Ajani Simon. How are you doing, sir? Good. Come shake your hand. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's man. been a minute. You well? <laughs> yeah, man. It's good to see you. Um, music maker and creative. Jordan, how are you doing, sir? I'll shake your hand as well because I just feel like it's polite now. I can't leave you out to you. And we have social media, online cultural uh, leader. That's what I'm going to say. Leader at the end of the day. Ransom Bats, what are you saying? Yeah, I'm good. You good? I'll yeah, shake yeah, your hand yeah, too. Cool. Can't, can't leave you yeah. out. Um, gentlemen, thanks for joining me on today's uh, show. Right. Let's have a chat about comedy and, and black comedy in particular. Um, did anybody, or did all three of you see the Ricky Gervais uh, presentation of the Golden Globes yeah. uh, a few weeks back? No, 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 no. I watch it every year. You watch it every year? Yeah. All right. So I want to know, first of all, what you guys made of it. And if, first of all, if you found it funny, who found it funny? I didn't see it. So you didn't see it? Okay, so yeah. you saw it. You I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. That's my yeah? favourite yeah. kind of comedy, just ruthless and just brutal and honest. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it was. It was very honest, yeah, and that's yeah. what made it funny. Okay. So, yeah, and obviously seeing how awkward it was in there for a lot of people as well made it even funnier for mm. me. But I, I like that, man. I like when people tell the line when it comes to comedy, man. I like to be right on the edge yeah, yeah. of too far. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, what did you make of, of, yeah, no, of his performance? And, and his, his, it wasn't a set he was presenting. It was a monologue. Awards, yeah, but yeah, 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 the opening monologue. Yeah, no, I thought, I thought it was funny. I thought it was really funny. So you both enjoyed it. What, did, what do you think, though, in relation to, I suppose, the brand of humour that Dave Chappelle does and the contra- controversy that he was caught up in a couple of years ago? Do you sense there's a little bit of hypocrisy in what one man can get away with and come on stage and just basically say, F it, I'm going to say what I want to whoever I want and what can you do? And another man that has a similar kind of attitude towards his brand of comedy, but yet he gets pillared for it. Do you see a hypocrisy between... I think there's the a difference. I think it's not as simple as two people speaking the truth because I don't think that's it. Like, as I say, if you watch a Ricky Gervais thing, him making a joke about Leonardo DiCaprio dating young women, mm-hmm. which is true, mm-hmm. it's fact. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's a different thing. And I think most of 
I'll say, all right, I'll say a lot of Dave Chappelle's comedy in his recent stand-ups have told that line as well. But I do, honestly, I would have said there are certain bits where I'm like, yeah, you take that one there, you push that one there a little bit too far. Do you think Dave Chappelle could have got away with doing the same uh, monologue that Ricky Gervais did? Probably, they would probably find some issue in it, probably, but for me, is about, and let's be clear, Luke Javis don't go without backlash either. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's important to note. Say. Some people do think Ricky Javis take it too far all the time. So, but it's just, I just think that because we're in this kind of bubble of, like, we're in black Twitter, right? So we see when black people talk about Outraged, black people. Yeah, yeah. But when are the last time you see news about Taylor Swift? Cool, but she's been doing stuff because mm. you're not in a white Twitter. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. kind of like, it's like, we say, oh, you know, Ricky Javis don't get no criticism and Dave Chappelle get beer criticism. It's like, but you know, you know, check for white news. So, do you, so <laughs> no, this is this, that's partly true. So, Rance, do you feel that if Dave Chappelle had done that same skit, it would have had, it wouldn't have had the, or sorry, would have had the same long-term effects career-wise to him that maybe, Ricky, if Ricky can go on there and do his thing, notice mm -hmm. the last time he's going to present it, and it probably won't be any, I'll take your point about, I'm not in those circles, so maybe I, don't, I don't know the backlash, but there probably won't be any long-term damage to his career in the way that if Dave Chappelle had done that, even if it was his last time doing that ceremony, there potentially would have been. Yeah, absolutely. There'll be no damage because he's done it before and he keep bringing it back. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I don't think Dave Chappelle would have got the opportunity to do that anyway. Mm -hmm. But, so I do think that there is a difference. Like, there's no two ways about it. And you say about different types of Twitter, but me, I'm on every Twitter. And mm. I'm telling you, yeah, whatever's trending worldwide is what I'm seeing. Like, I saw Dave mm. Chappelle's thing trending worldwide when he done the thing. Mm. When Ricky Gervais um, done the thing, it was trending worldwide, but the feedback was completely different mm. from what I read. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think that Dave Chappelle's was really any worse than what Ricky Gervais's was doing. I think that Ricky Gervais's was probably worse because them guys were there as well, so it could have kicked off. And he was kind of like, yeah, well, I don't care, innit? I'm Ricky Gervais. And he'll go and he'll get another job. Let me, so, let me ask you, Jordan, do you see a, a hypocrisy generally a, across what some comedians can get away with and what others can't? Or do, do you take the Johnny's point that maybe I'm just in certain circles so I see the different kind of controversies and the reactions to... So, um, I mean, there's probably going to be a race element to some of these um, issues. Um, but I think the general hypocrisy will exist where um, comic isn't big enough. So, like, Dave Chappelle now... He can get away with that because he's too big for you to stop. Because there's enough cancel that, him. Yeah, yeah there's mm. enough people that don't care about whatever he's talking about and don't see it as a problem that they're still going to keep watching it. So he's he's fine. Maybe if he did it 10, 15 years ago, it might have, his career might have taken a different mm. um, a different path. So I, I think there's I think that's more of the issue because people like to make excuses for people that they like. So. Um, there's enough people that will still defend Bill Cosby, for example, because of all the work that he's done. But if he, if somebody else did the exact same thing... They didn't have Early that, in their career, maybe. maybe. Or maybe they just didn't have the same influence on culture as he did, then they're, they're, not, they're not interested. Mm. So people will always defend what they like. Mm. Uh, and you, you, see it, you see it all the time, like... Uh, Michael Jackson did whatever he did, and yeah. because of his catalogue, got people jumping up, people still like making excuses. Oh, mm, I don't know if he did it, but it's like if it was anyone else, then, you know. So I think, I think it's how, yeah. how many people like you. Um, that's, that would Could I make a distinction, though, in the sense, in terms of the jokes being made? Because, again, I feel like Ricky Gervais called out the people 
in the room mm. about their habits. That's a very specific thing. Mm -hmm. Versus, I remember the sticks and so Dave Chappelle's last one, mm -hmm. Sticks and Stones. Mm -hmm. Again, him talk about suicide, him talk about all of them kind of thing. There. A but whole community me, beyond yeah, where he but was. But yeah. I would say that there was, I remember there was one joke in there where I'm talking about R. Kelly. I don't know if you can swear in this or not. Okay. But he was like, oh, you know, how can you say that the girl's 17 in the video? You should have said she like 36. Yeah. And then he said, but the judge would know he's lying because we all know that there's no such thing as good 36-year-old pussy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The prior joke about saying, oh, yeah, that's some good 36-year-old pussy was funny. Mm -hmm. But when he said there's no such thing as 36 good 36-year-old pussy, that's a direct shot at just women. Mm -hmm. To say, yo, from your reach 30, your pussy not good again. Mm -hmm. That's very different from saying Leonardo DiCaprio, to one person. your so XYZ. What's the problem with that joke that they spoke Well, I'm saying that's the line that you cross. It's like, it's, as I said, to compare it to Ricky Gervais in terms of how backlash is. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Ricky Gervais, tell a man about himself in him face. And mm -hmm. a specific person versus, or, or Hollywood, versus saying, actually, let us take a shot at women. It's like them saying comedy, punch, punch up, don't punch down. Mm. So you punching up at rich white people is all right, cool, they're at the top of the table. What you say don't affect them. Mm. But you as a man punching down at women in general, just like that scathing remark, is like, yo, that one they kind of deep. So mm -hmm. what you say? Mm -hmm. Like what age is the cap where a woman no good again for you? You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a bit too specific though to No, I'm just saying for the two jokes because because where I'm taking this from is can one man like tread a certain line that another man can't in it and i've seen that in many different walks of life like not just in like comedy even from like even in football and punditry and stuff like that you get like these white middle class pundits that can go and do this they can be different characters you can be the bad cop you can do all these different things that as a black man you can't do you just 100%. have to go there and sit there and just speak when spoken to and be the nice guy and then the white guy could come in and just be cussing everyone out and being really outlandish and that. And they'll keep bringing him back mm. on. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, you see no, in every sure. different walk of life, yeah. like you can't get away with what them man could get away with. Like it's impossible. For sure. I just think it's worth I was just yeah. making a note to say with, with Dave Chaspell yeah. specifically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like certain yeah, there are yeah, certain yeah. specific things Absolutely. where people but, but for sure. I just I think just that said, they're both being outrageous anyway. It's just like when you look at hip hop as well, some of the stuff that Eminem's rapped about. Like, suit, like killing people and raping people and all that. Do you think a black man could come out and make that exactly. kind of music Never. and still have a career? Wow. Never gonna happen. It has happened. Who? Ghetto Boys. Do you think they're the size of Eminem? Who the hell is no, Ghetto Boys in comparison? No, 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 but what I'm saying is, hold on a second, the level that their career was at, it didn't affect. Like, it didn't like tear down their career, that's what I'm saying. It so, didn't tear it down, but they never got anywhere near. Listen, they, they, Eminem they, they ain't been relevant for ages, and Eminem's still Eminem. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he probably could have gone jail with some, for some of the stuff that guy said. Not relevant, but okay. No, but he just released another album. But yeah. what I'm saying is, he ain't really relevant. Like, he, but he's always kind of been relevant because of the heights that he got to, innit? And the fact is, yeah, there's no way. His first, some of the stuff he rapped about on his yeah, first yeah. album. Bus yeah. with Bro, how can you, yeah, how can you bust with that kind of content and still be relevant? That was a black oh, man. They, right, would, so they would have found a charge from man and he would have been, he'd been riding a bird. <laughs> so bring it back. I don't agree because um, you've got people that are rapping about murder, just in general in gangster rap, selling drugs. Look at um, NWA got big off 
um, disrespecting police and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, fair enough, police was arresting them. It didn't stop their traje trajectory, though. They were still on the rise. So, so, so let's, so, let's, yeah. let's bring it back to comedy. And I want to know from you guys whether you feel like when you get to a certain level as a comic, mm -hmm. you just don't have to care anymore. You don't have oh, to care. That's the same I, 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 I think so. a lot of big comics are like that. Right. I think so. I think yeah, so. I think yeah. once you've already, once and you're self-made and, and like you're sorted and that, you can kind of do that. Once you've got your fan base, as he said, people ride out for people they like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's like with the MJ thing. Like if it's anyone else other than MJ, it's oh, he's guilty. Fam. Yeah, look that's at, it. Look at no Gary Glitter. He wasn't doing enough um, good work to. to <laughs> <all the people. laughs> and that's yeah, it. And then he had blind. to go jail, me. Yeah. That's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so let me ask you, Johnny. You, you're, you're a comic writer. And I, I want to ask you the question as well, Rance, because you've done a, done a bit of stand-up. But how much do you care about what people think about your jokes? When you're, when, you're writing, when you're writing jokes, do you think to yourself, OK, I need to be funny, but I need to be considerate of how this may be received? Do, do, do you care? Or if it's funny and you can justify it, boy? No, I think, yo, I just think about what kind of joke I want to tell and who am I telling it to? Mm. And I think that's really it. It's just being aware of the kind of joke where you make. Like for me, again, this whole idea of punch up, punch down. I write shows that make fun of white people. It's like, but it's true in the sense that I've, and again, I don't make up race jokes. I only tell real jokes or real situations that happen. So for me, it's like, well, if you're offended, you need to ask yourself why you're offended by that truth. So. I feel like as long as what you're saying is honest, it's the same way. As long as you're saying is honest, people now go really like, yeah, what is there to offend? Like, it's true. It's the truth. And when you asked came to one of your live shows a year or so ago, when you were doing stand-up comedy, uh, how much did you care about whether people cared what they thought about your jokes? As long as you uh, could justify your jokes and you felt they were funny, is that all matter to you? Or was, yeah, yeah, was you, yeah. Did you consider, Boy, maybe this is funny, but... Yeah, no, I never consider that because my thing is like nobody is, not, not everyone's going to like you regardless, isn't it? The people that gravitate towards your stuff is for them. If you don't like it, it's not for you. Change the channel, innit? Like, I don't care. I don't come across anything that I don't like and get super outraged by it. I just move it along. You know what I mean? And mm. that's how I live my life. So if you don't like the jokes, then they're not for you. Yeah, I Like, agree. move along. Do you know what I mean? That's mm. why I'm on Twitter and that. And if I see something I don't like or I see someone constantly tweeting stuff and it gets retweeted, I just mute them, bro, on my timeline. I'm not going to message them and say, oh, you can't say that. I don't care. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So if you don't like the jokes or you feel like they're, they're not in good taste or whatever, then that's your business, like, honestly. Who are the comments that you like, Jordan, and why? Dave Chappelle. Yeah? Mm. Your favourite comic? Uh, I don't know if he's my favourite comic, but I like Dave Chappelle. I think he's funny. I like Eddie in his, in his peak. Um, who else is there? So you put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> okay, easy question. What... What 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 is it about those comics that you like? What's the kind of brand or the brand of comedy that you particularly um, you like? What does it for you? So I don't know if it's so much the brand of comedy because I think part of it is how you because it's, it's 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 about delivery and how you kind of structure um, a topic. So to me, you have to be a bit clever with um, with how you structure your jokes and how you, I I can't predict where it's gonna go. If I can do that, then it's kind of like uh, okay, well. Mm. Uh, it's Kevin Hart, that's what it is. Well, yeah, so <laughs> I, I think Kevin Hart was kind of funnier in his early days, but now it's like, it's just like I can do a show and collect some checks and just tell some stories. And it's just mm. like, eh, okay, it's mildly humorous. I'm not going to laugh out loud, but um, it's light, so it's, it's mm. whatever. So, but yeah, for me, it has to be kind of clever. Because um, that's like when I listen to music, it has to be kind of clever. I can't, I don't want to be predicting the way you're going to write something. It's just like, 
a bit lazy. Yeah, so that's that's more what that's it is. Good, yeah. Johnny, well, dreaming while black was edgy and, and quite out there. Some some may say. Some may um, say. Did you have any reservations when writing this particular show? Um, no, because. I guess, no, my, actually, no, I'm lying. My reservation was, again, for my audience, who I, who was like, who do I want to not be pissed off? And for me, if I'm making a web series about black people and black people's struggle, it was kind of important that, like, I felt like, I was like, I hope black people think this is funny. funny. Mm. Mm. You know, and so I care about my audience. And so, yeah, it was con a, a consideration there, but, feel like as long as you as I, so I said truth and what you're trying to say and you know again some if some people are offended it's like well why are you offended mm. and some people make some people comment and say yo why we have to always show black people in a struggle why we can't you know show black people as kings and rated and I'm like brother I don't have budget to make no palace mm. so we can't make no show about no king you know, you know what I'm saying <laughs> So it's that simple, like, when I get that kind of money, I'll make that kind of show. So, but yeah, I, I do, I care about what my core audience mm -hmm. thinks and the people who I'm representing, what they think of themselves. And does black British humour for you translate internationally? Do, do people abroad, I know you work abroad a lot, do people, uh, you know, beyond these shores get and connect and understand not only British humour, but because I think there's a, there's a uniqueness about black British humour. Do you think that that translates abroad or do you think that's very unique to this country? Yo, man, you can't ask me that. I, because, again, I don't, from my accent, you know, I didn't really grow up here. Mm. So even for me, funny enough, when I was thinking when Dreaming was Black, I was thinking, will people here find it funny? Mm. Or is it that, because Jamaica love make fun of people, like, like if you drop somebody, I'll laugh. Yeah, like yeah, I saw, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. So that's what me kind of grow up in funny. So I was like, yo, I don't know if people are going to find this thing funny. Cause the reality is I'm making jokes about the plight of black people in England, you know what I'm saying? So, but generally, I think black British humor translates. I feel like there's a universality, weirdly, in blackness even coming here and meeting like Africans and the kind of joke with them running, the same yeah, yeah. joke with me would I run. And I'm like, oh, yeah, so definitely I feel like it translates. Do you guys agree? Do you think that our humor here works or can work in America or I think the Caribbean, it, wherever? I, I don't, it depends when you say America, innit? Because um, you get like very Americanized like black people, and then you just get like a diaspora like us on that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's different. But I think a lot of like our humor and the way we grew up and that is it's universal. No mm -hmm. matter what country they're in, whether they're in Canada, whether they're in the states, whether they're wherever, like it's kind of like they can identify with mm -hmm. that. I suppose Mo Killinger's example. He got a Netflix uh, special mm -hmm. uh, last mm -hmm. year, and that according to what I've seen, it's done really well in terms of numbers. And his humour, a lot of, his brand of humour is very London, black yeah, boy centric. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So I suppose that cuts through. Did you guys see that his, his Netflix series? Yeah, so yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what did you think of his, his show? So I thought it was, I thought it was funny. The only thing that I didn't really, that I thought he missed out on is he didn't really cover anything that was um, outside of like a social, his like social setting. It was like, there was nothing that was like kind of current. He didn't deal with any, Topics. He didn't have any um, kind of commentary on what's happening mm -hmm. in the world. Yeah, That's what yeah. I kind of missed. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com Acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Doing that, I was that's expecting something. Not, that's not his thing. He's a, yeah, he's a yeah, sketch guy, yeah, yeah. He's a sketch guy, innit? And obviously, I've seen it live like a few times on that, even before he done the Netflix thing, because um, it's pretty much um, the thing that he's touring doing, innit? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I'd seen it a few times. And the first, I, I think I've seen it, I saw it two or three times live, and it always made me laugh, innit? Yeah. Because it's relatable. But yeah, obviously, he knows... He knows his audience, yeah, yeah. and he put that together. Um, he put that together well, but yeah, um, I don't know how that translates, like in America, etc., etc. But I know here, and selling out it's and doing multiple it. tours and oh, smashing yeah. it up. Yeah, as, as someone I'm sure has been to comedy shows, someone that has done stand up um, in front of live audiences, someone that writes comedy. I want to know from you three: Is there ever a thing as such a thing as a good heckler? And you, I'll start with you because you, yeah. you've, you've been the person in front of an audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there, is, can, can there be a good heckler? Uh, I, when I say, when you say good, I think you could bring the best out of me, but I will win. You know what I mean? You're not coming to my show and, and leaving. Nah, nah, nah. You're getting it, innit? So it's one of them ones. You're not that comic that's like, look, mate. Nah, nah, they've, nah, they've nah. They've come nah. here to see me. Just shut up. You're spoiling nah, for nah, everybody nah, nah. else. It depends. If they're good enough to get a reaction from me, like, I'll sort of fly with a sledgehammer, innit? I'm taking you up. There's not going to be a back and forth exchange. It will just be like a, a one punch knockout in it. But I think any a good heckler is one that gets a, a response. Do you know what I'm saying? Like a proper response. But well, I don't really like them to be fair. It's just like if you don't like it, really, it's never happened to me. But if you don't like it, just go with it, bro. Jordan, um, well, I haven't done comedy, obviously, but I mean, the only way I can see that a heckler makes sense is if the show is really bad and like if there's a lot of comedies on the on the lineup, the lineup. and this guy just needs to get off the stage, then yeah, just heckle him off the stage because I, I don't want to see it if it's bad. It's not, it's, I'm, it's I'm not a form of bullying. I'm not talking. Listen, man. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Listen, listen. That's exactly what it is. This is the arena you've stepped in. Like it, my thing is this: hecklers exist, have existed in comedy for years, and. I always believe that whatever you decide to do or believe or anything, you need to accept every single thing that comes with it or, or just walk away. So you know hecklers exist and they have always existed. So you need to make sure you step your game up. And you might make you fix up to think, okay, next time round, I'll be better. So hold on, yeah? So imagine yeah, you're working in Sainsbury's on the checkout, yeah? yeah. And you're scanning the things mad soon. Mm-hmm. So I'm allowed to stand in the queue and say, yo, Speed hurry up. up, blood. What are you doing? Blah, 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 and start cussing you out. But isn't the difference that when you're a stand-up comic, you're comic. there to be judged? Well, Are you? Well, yeah. Is that what a job is? Of course, is? You're, you're there to entertain me. Yeah. Entertain me. And if, if I feel that you're poor, Fine, I, would, no, no, I no, wouldn't. No, no, no. You paid your money to, be to watch 
Me. Yes. <laughs> now, if you, you never do your to, to entertain on, no, no, pause, me. Pause. If you never do your research as to what me do mm. and come, that's like if me book a ticket. No, for go, like I don't just buy concert. Oh, too. Oh, no, no, but look who me out. When I say heckle, I don't necessarily mean heckle get off the stage. I mean someone that just interacts and just interrupts. No, but it leads back to my man's point. Like, listen, if you don't like the thing. You can leave, No, yeah, but bro. I might like it. I might want to talk. I might want to respond to one of your jokes. I Brother, might like that's it. not the show that you yeah, came to. We didn't come to Q&A. <laughs> that's Fair it. You enough. don't it's, say it's interactive comedy. Enough. It's the ticket, fam. Like, shut Fair your enough. mouth, innit? It's my show. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> I mean, if you got bars, step up here and you do it. I'm just talking about if a guy's bad and he's, he's making the show drag. Like, get him off the stage. That's, that's like how you have Showtime at the Apollo when it's like, listen, get him off the stage. Fair enough, that is part of the that show. But, man, like... I guess for me as a professional, like, again, even writing, like, so I don't, obviously don't get hecklers, but you get trolls, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even seeing, like, sometimes the troll, whatever, sometimes the troll, they're more vicious, because they're not on the face, them anonymous, yeah, 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 yeah. and sometimes you see it and say, all right, cool, whatever, but man, I go like, sometimes you see one, I guess I put this pussy, though, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, but... I do, I do acknowledge, look, it's a party, but that's that don't mean it's a good part. Yeah, I know, that's it. It's just like... Fair enough. You but, get but me? I'm just saying, like, you know, uh, that's, that, that's the only occasion where I can see, like, okay, if they're really terrible, no one's laughing, and man's like, listen, just get off. And I'm like, nah, You're fair cool enough. with that. Yeah, yeah cool. I, listen, I'm there as well, and, I'm sitting, and I might be sitting there like thinking, man, this guy is terrible. Let's just move to the next guy, because we paid to laugh and we're not laughing, so... You know, let's, yeah, but let's bro, put show. it this way, yeah? If you know that he's dying, he knows he's dying. He you know, knows he's dying. Then you know, end it. You say that. You don't need... No, nah, then just, then just end it. Sometimes end it. Done the You know when you're writing this thing, yeah, that, yo, this is this line's meant to bang. When the line doesn't bang, you yeah. know you died. You I don't see. care what anyone Yeah, then get off the stage. It's like, you know nah, what? but you're not going to say, yo, you know what? Boom. It's just like if you're end playing football and you're not having a good game, you don't just walk. No, 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 no. I've comics clearly leave the stage before their time. Yeah. And you have as well. No, sometimes you need to. As a professional, again, with the football thing, if your first 10 minutes are bad, you can either say, yo, you know what? I'm going to try to get our next thing. It's the same thing like musicians. But I'm not gonna lie, remember the, when Ding Dong just started reviving career? When Ding Dong left on stage and he must sing, everybody's just like, boy, I'm a day away from alkaline still. And the man said, boy, the man decides, and I'll never forget when the man worked the stage. You know what I mean? The man worked. And you see when people start dancing, thing, I was like, you know what, brother, you're gonna bust again because that. He continued he trying. Yeah, and as a comedian, sometimes you have to say, yo, let me, maybe my last joke, my punchline, maybe they'll have that one. Yeah, then, mm. go, then go straight to it. And in the <laughs> show. To the it's, it's, me, it's like this. If you're playing FIFA and you're getting battered, just restart. Restart again. <laughs> no, like, you won this one. Let's start again, the next game. See, Do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you're not busting this. <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not, no, no, no. This I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a comic. So, yeah. like, I'm just telling you, this, this is from the outsider's point of view. Mm. Like, I'm in the audience. It's like, if you're watching TV, sometimes you've got to turn the channel or, or stop to show what you're watching because it's not good enough. Well, then go get a drink. No, all I'm saying is, if no one is laughing, if you're running your mouth, get my security man to put hands on you. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what it is. All right. This is what Tell some jokes. <laughs> um, something you know a lot about is a lot of your stuff is on social media, is online. Yeah. Um, how important has that as social media been as a platform in being an outlet for for young comics like yourself and social commentators that maybe want to become stand-up comics long term, maybe get into the mainstream? But everyone can't get booked to the Apollo. Do you know what I mean? How, how important has that platform been for new 
new visionaries in terms of comics and comic writers? I think social media is important in general in terms of just the reach, isn't it? It just mm. makes everything smaller. So I remember when I started out, like right at the beginning, I was getting 30, 40, 50,000 like, views on a video and that right from the very beginning, isn't it? Because it's easy to kind of share things and then you don't realise how big your audience is and it grows and it grows. So I just think the ease in which you can share things, put things up. I was filming and uploading stuff on the same day and stuff like that. It just gives you a lot of freedom and um, yeah, like it speeds everything up, innit? It kind of takes out the middleman, so to speak, and people just contact you directly and you can just do your thing. So if you've got talent, there's literally no excuse now. Like before it was like, I don't know the right people. I need an agent, I need this, I need all these things. No, you don't. You don't need a comedy club. All you need is your phone. So that's the upside. Is the possible downside to the fact that everyone now could just have a phone, mm. tell a couple of jokes and upload it? Mm. Is it maybe killing the craft of interacting with an audience live? Because I can make, I can tell a joke or I can just find it on my phone, upload it, whatever. But that doesn't necessarily mean I'm, I, I know the craft of standing in front of an audience of people and trying to work a crowd. I feel like that's like saying, oh, I'm a documentary filmmaker, <clears throat> that's killing fiction. It's two different skills. Mm -hmm. Like I write- so two can coexist. Uh, yeah, I write comedy fiction. Mm -hmm. But I never say, yeah, man, put me, book me for a stage half hour, or ten minutes, never want five minutes on a stage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not, it's a completely That's different craft. Yeah. So I do feel like the even so even for the people who start out just because of democracy and kind mm -hmm. of moving like cool, let me build up my following. Mm -hmm. Those people who build up them skills as a like skit person mm -hmm. still have to build up them stand up mm -hmm. skill as well. Like mm -hmm. you can't just be a great sketch character performer mm. and decides that, yeah, I'm going to just jump on a stage and do what I'm going to do on Instagram. Yeah, they don't make no money. It's two different skills. Mm. So I just feel like even if, yes, one platform can get you noticed, you, if you want to do the stage, you still have to develop that stage. It's still be good. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, Netflix, <clears throat> they're, they're massive on comedy. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of their comedy is awful, personally. Mm. Most um, of it is. Do you agree? Yeah, they, they have they have the odd standout, but most of it is is, is terrible. Well, you mean the standout on there, or do you just? Oh, mean but I think generally on Netflix. There's yeah. very oh, I don't, like I don't really Netflix. watch the comedies that much. Do I? I, 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 that's the stand -ups. stand ups in particular, yeah. but I think generally, you know, I want to get your opinions on the amount of money they're pumping into comedy in that division, and yet we've all agreed that it's not particularly great. Why do you think that that is? Are they going to the wrong particular writers? Is the the genre of comedy? Right, which which comedy is? Because which comedy? You I'm think just is the, the stand-up. No, I'm just asking which comedy you think is great. It's good. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Forget Netflix. Wherever. When's the last time you saw a good comedy thing? Well, a lot of the comics comedy that I see tends to be on just YouTubers, so people like rants that are social commentators who are funny. But that's it's a very different, again, we're talking it, it, about it skill is, sets. But I don't, I would go as far as to say that I don't think it's a lot of good comedy, period. But Where's I'm just the thinking last good them, comedy you've seen? Personally, yeah. I like The Office. Okay. I like dry, okay. I like dry yeah, humor. Okay. It's a bit more clever. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. So uh, there's been things probably since, but that's one that comes to mind. I'm just thinking the amount of money that Netflix are pumping into their comedy division, mm -hmm. and yet what we're getting back, in my opinion, is poor. I'm just wondering where they're going wrong. But so, uh, didn't I Sex Education get over 40 million views in like a month or something dumb like that? So I would say you, because I'm just, quali yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah, qualifying yeah, 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 your yeah. thinking good others, or bad. Others like it. I'm yeah. just like, you may not like <laughs> yeah, it, but yeah, yeah. clearly yeah, it's time to make their money. So, so do you like, do you... Do you think that they're doing a good job in stand-ups and in terms of programming and series? Yo, every every show is hit, every network has hit and miss, just yeah. like mm. Netflix. I do think some of Netflix shows are really funny. Ironically, Sex Education, which 
the first time I watched it, I was like, yo, this doesn't make no sense. It's like this American school, but British accent. Like, when you get mm. into it, I'm like, actually, that show you're funny, you know? You know what I mean? I saw there are shows which I think are funny and are shows which are not, but I wouldn't say that. And again, it's Netflix, get Dave Chappelle for the all yeah. them yeah. sketch them. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, Chris Rock's got yeah. one yeah. which I enjoyed, that, that tambourine one. Good, yeah. But you know what it is, yeah? I think a lot of people need to understand when you're watching something, what you're watching it for. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's different types of comedy. Like, if I watch a certain man, I know I'm going to laugh. I'm going to get this kind of laugh. If I watch someone, I'm going to watch this kind of laugh. It's not mm. the same, innit? Yeah. When yeah. I watch Chris Rock, it's not the same as watching Dave Chappelle. It's yeah. not the same as watching Kevin Hart. It's not the same as watching that show. And there's other shows that are funny, but it's a different kind of funny. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Netflix are throwing money at these things because these people are doing numbers, innit? Yeah. And if you look at the numbers, people are finding it funny. Sure, Maybe yeah. it's just not our thing. Yeah. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's not like The Office or whatever, but I just feel like where comedy's going, yeah? Like, there's just a lot of things that you can't say now. Like, even when you're yeah. talking about, like, Eddie Murphy and, like, Raw and Delirious yeah, yeah, yeah. and all, like, the game is the tea joke yeah, yeah, and yeah, them yeah, things. Yeah. Brother, you think you can do that now? Like, he's been apologising for it. You see what I mean? And so, how, prob how problematic is that? In I think it's of... extremely problematic yeah. because I feel like, me personally, like, I think comedy is a one space, yeah? As long as it don't come from a malicious place, that you should be able to pretty much say whatever you want. Like, I was watching, um, was it Family Guy, like, one of the old episodes, like, yesterday, and, and you went out, yeah, for Halloween with, as Bill Cosby with a blackface and the afro, yeah? And man was like, right, you can't say that. You, you can't wear that, this, that, and the other. But bro, I bro, I never laughed so hard in my life when I saw a man dressed up. I Not in my head. No part of me thought, right, this is wrong. What, Eddie Murphy doing? No, nah, no, nah, oh. it was um in Family Guy. It was um the Ute, yeah, went dressed up as um, Stewie, Bill Cosby. Stewie, Stewie. No, no, no. Thingy's son. Um, Chris, Chris, the big yeah, one. Yeah. Chris. yeah, man, dressed up as Bill Cosby in blackface. With an afro and went out trick or treating, bruv. And I thought it was hilarious. And he done the Bill Crosby accent and everything. And I died. I thought it was funny. Mm. I wasn't remotely offended by that. But sometimes that's down to what you believe the motive is. Because yeah. you know, some people's motive doing blackface is different. Yeah, from... exactly. But there you go. As long as there's no malicious intent yeah. behind anything, I think anything should yeah, be able to you look, go. Robert Downey Jr. gets the cosign with the. No one's, with no the one's saying. Tropic Thunder. Yeah, no one's saying nothing about his blackface. Everyone's Bro, it. I thought that was hilarious. Even when I watched yeah, the film, that's what it I never computed in I, my I mind. Didn't, I didn't yeah, think about it either. That it was blackface. But then. Because it was funny and I it wasn't malicious. I would argue that Tropic Thunder also acknowledged But so that, did, so did like, Family Guy. No, meaning, no, meaning Robert, in the show, the mm. character, Robert Donner Jr.'s character was acknowledging that, mm. you know, I'm like the only black person here yeah. and I'm not really like black. You, you see what I'm saying? And like, this, is, they where, made it this is where malicious intent comes into yeah, yeah. it. If there's no malicious intent, I know you say punch up, punch down. I feel like you can punch up everyone. <laughs> punch up Honestly, up. everyone can get blows, fam. As long as it don't come from a bad place, just close your eyes and um, swing everywhere. Take of, everyone. I sort of agree. So sometimes it's like, especially with a blackface, it's not so much about just malicious intent. It's about your relation with the community. Like if, if you're kind of respect towards the community and that community respects you because someone might not have malicious intent and try and do it and me and are like, no, 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 you can't do that. <laughs> we, you're, you're, you're not cool with us, so no, you can't get away with it. So. Sometimes malicious intent is part of it, but sometimes you, you, you still can't get away with it. I've just got to wrap the final question for the three of you guys. Are black audiences harder to make laugh? Or are we easier to make laugh? It depends on who who's telling the jokes, bro. Because okay, so let's say, okay, let's say you've got a black comic. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, okay, Mo Gilligan, for example. Do you, do you feel like we respond to, we laugh more at him 
than we would say a white equivalent. Are, are we? Are we? Is the bar high for us? What I'm trying to ask is the bar to make us laugh quite high, or are we as as a group of people? And I know we're not a homogenous group of people, but as black people generally, are we quite easy to make laugh? It's it's easy to make someone laugh if you know what they find funny. Mm -hmm. Full stop. Mm -hmm. So naturally, black comedians, black comics get more laughs out of black people because they know black people. Mm. I think it's simple as that. Like there are loads of comics like white comedians who must sip on the channel for, you know, Apollo and thing. I mean, I said, Jano, they really get that job, yeah? <laughs> Life good, eh? But the whole audience are laugh. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, well, I guess the white it. audience understand white comedian. Like, so that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's not necessarily harder. It's just the harder part is can you transcend outside of your community? Yeah. So that's is, the is, hard is, part. Is there a lot of laziness from black comics that's stick to two or three types of jokes. I think, it's, I, think it's, I think it's too safe. And I think, uh, to be honest, that comedy, I don't really like it, if I'm honest, um, not too much, because it is too safe. It's obvious. I'll be like, your dad's Jamaican, you did a Jamaican accent, well done. So mm. what, bruv? So like, that's not funny. Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, it's funny yeah. when my dad does it, but yeah. now we're like, man, I don't really want to hear that now. Mm. Like, make me laugh. <laughs> Because you're funny, your innit? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. don't say, oh yeah, go get the belt. Yeah, we've all been there. So yeah. what, bruv? I'm a big man now. Yeah. My mate's sending me for no belt now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Go final point, George. Yeah, so I think. Um, so it's easy for a black comedian to relate, to make more of a black audience laugh because there's more things that they can relate to. Oh, yeah, I remember that, blah, blah. So right. even some of the stuff that he said he doesn't laugh at, you know, you're going to see black people laugh at it because they can relate to it. Yeah. Then they'll have, they'll have someone like, let's say Dave Chappelle, for example, who his comedy isn't specific for like a black experience. So mm -hmm. it crosses borders. So you're going to have um, a white comic that's going to do the exact same thing that Dave Chappelle does. And then you have certain white comics that only really, um, maybe because, because of the, their delivery, because sometimes the content might be the same, but their delivery isn't delivered in a way that will cross over to a black audience. Yeah, I mean, so you're going to have the ones, you're gonna, in all races, you're going to have the ones that cross over to everyone and the ones that are good in their own lane. Mm. Um, so I don't think it's difficult to make black people laugh. I think that everyone works in the same lanes and white people aren't going to laugh mm. at, say, um, a black person talking about get the belt or... Yeah, or jollof um, black. Yeah, 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 laugh like, at that. yeah exactly. Yeah. exactly. <clears throat> Listen, guys, Jordan, Rance and Ajani, joining me on this week's It's All Black Academic. Check out some of our previous shows on comedy. We did a show on season one regarding is there ever a line when it comes to comedy. And we, did a, we did a show at Jerkfest as well, a live show there on comedy too. So go and check out some of our previous shows from previous seasons. Also, don't forget to subscribe to us here on Black Academic TV. Black Academic TV, go check it out and go and tell a friend. And of course, all of our socials as well, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next week, peace. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.